Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. We are at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, developments in the Russia-Ukraine war have pushed grain markets up this morning. We have details for Russia's suspension of guarantees for Ukraine grain shipments and reaction. We also speak with the Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Rajan area farmer Todd Lewis on the Russian suspension of Ukraine grain shipments, his presentation to the Commons Agriculture Committee on the federal carbon tax, and a new study on food consumption amid rising prices. The annual Grain Miller's Harvest Showdown also opens Wednesday in Yorkton. We have some details. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Russia has suspended its part of the deal, allowing Ukraine to ship grain from its Black Sea ports safely amid a month-long war. It appears the remaining partners are now left to take their chances. Today, Ukraine said a dozen ships had sailed despite initially reporting that more than 200 vessels, many loaded and ready to travel, were stuck after Russia's weekend announcement. Such exports are crucial as Ukraine and Russia are key global suppliers of wheat, barley, sunflower oil, and other food to countries in Africa, the Middle East, and parts of Asia, where many are already struggling with hunger. The Grain Initiative has been a rare example of cooperation between Ukraine and Russia since Russia's invasion in February, brokered by the United Nations and Turkey. It has allowed more than 9 million tons of grain in 397 ships to safely leave Ukrainian ports. The grain agreement has brought down global food prices about 15% from their peak in March, according to the UN, and the UN Secretary General had urged Russia and Ukraine to renew the deal when it expires November 19th. A ship carrying 30,000 tons of wheat for Ethiopia under that program sailed today, Ukraine said, one of a dozen ships with more than 354,000 tons of agricultural products that Ukraine said left port after the UN and Turkey agreed on the traffic of ships through the humanitarian corridor. Ethiopia, along with neighboring Somalia and Kenya, is badly affected by the region's worst drought in decades. The question is if new ships take the risk to sail without Russia's safety assurances, and a former USDA analyst suspects the answer is no. He said for insurance companies and others who are insuring these boats, rates are going to go up and likely be prohibitive. A market analyst says Russia's suspension of grain movement guarantees for Ukraine pushed wheat markets skyrocketing this morning. BI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says wheat futures at one point were up 50 cents a bushel following the Russian announcement. 
Well, Jim, there is some interesting news over the weekend that Russia suspended its participation in the export corridor deal on Saturday after drone strikes against its naval fleet, claiming without evidence that one of the drones might have come from a grain ship uh, that's part of the Black Sea Initiative. So Ukraine did strongly deny the accusations and the UN announced late Sunday that it had agreed with Ukraine and Turkey to have vessels carrying food from Ukrainian ports sail today. So this news really helped the all grain markets, but definitely on the wheat side to go significantly higher with today wheat over 55 cents a bushel at one point. We are still up about 30, so it has come off from the highs. And the hard red spring wheat out of Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Today we are up about 15 cents a bushel right now. Uh, We were up about 45 at one point, so again, selling off from the highs. So we will see if the grains can close strong or if they're maybe going to trade like the old saying, buy the rumor, sell the fact. At this stage, it's too early to tell what the outlook is then. I would say it's a little bit too early, and right now we'll see kind of where the day closes. Adam Pacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. The Chief Agricultural Economist with Regina-based Farm Credit Canada, J.P. Gervais, says the Russian suspension of support for Ukraine grain movement shows an increasingly volatile world grain market. Well, this is definitely a situation that we got to keep an eye on. Supply are tight worldwide, so that's the one thing. And then we got plenty of supply here in Canada, but overall, uh, the world needs more wheat, and the supply is tight. You know, if you look at some of the issues that they had in Europe, you know, major drought and uh, productions down in some parts of the world, Russia is going to have a pretty good, or sizable crop. There's a lot of different questions around the size of the actual size of the crop in Russia, but. Overall, I think we need more, the world needs more wheat, and this is definitely a situation to keep an eye on. I mean, we're off, far off the highs that the wheat markets reached when at the beginning of the war, as well as in late spring this year, but definitely a situation to keep an eye on. Russia seems to be using grain as a weapon of war. Is that a fair assessment? Well, I, I definitely is, uh, food security is definitely an issue. And I think Russia needs, uh, understands it, uh, that's for sure. And uh, again, you know, something that the world's going to have to, to monitor because if you look at overall demand relative to the available supply, the situation of the market's really tight. And so any type of disruptions in terms of supply can have a major, can have major swings in, in world prices. J.P. Gervais is the chief agricultural economist. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fielding farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A nationwide survey suggests Canadians are struggling to provide food for themselves and their families. The majority of respondents to a Canadian hub for applied and social research survey report they're using coupons or hunting for sales to cope with increasing food costs. Nearly 20% are also reducing meal sizes or skipping meals altogether in order to save money. In adapting to the surging food costs, 54% of survey respondents said they made meal budget plans to ensure they had enough money for food. The survey was done by the Canadian Hub for Applied and Social Research at the University of Saskatchewan. 
The vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is not surprised by Russia's decision to suspend grain movement guarantees for Ukraine. On the weekend, Russia said it would no longer guarantee Ukraine grain movement following attacks on its maritime fleet. CFA Vice President Todd Lewis says it's no surprise Russia will use grain as a weapon to disrupt supplies. Well, really, the impact on the markets isn't surprising, and really, Russia's position isn't all that surprising either. It's a very volatile situation, and and we're going to see the ups and downs uh, as this continues. The war is going to have its ebbs and flows, and unfortunately, it seems like uh, Russia's going to use you know the wheat supply as a as a weapon as well. So it's unfortunate, but uh, you know certainly the world is needing grain right now, and supplies are tight and. Unfortunately, uh, with this kind of behavior, uh, Russia is really putting the food security of a lot of a lot of the world at risk. So you feel Russia really is acting unfairly here in, in the way they're handling this whole issue? Well, I think uh, you know the we need some certainty around food supply, and uh, when uh, in a situation like like this, it's far from certain. And uh, you know, countries like Canada are, are reliable suppliers, and. And, you know, really around the world, there seems to be a shortage of especially wheat. And uh, unfortunately, the Ukraine area is a, is a major grower and exporter of the grain. So, you know, until things get settled out, this conflict comes to an end. Uh, we're going to see these ups and downs, unfortunately. And, yeah, I think Russia is just uh, using this as another as another play in a long line of, uh, you know, diplomatic and, and trade issues that uh, they're going to try and just be as disruptive as possible. Now, you were at the Commons Agriculture Committee last week trying to see if they would uh, approve a private member's bill exempting farm natural gas and propane from the federal carbon tax. What kind of response did you get? Well, it's, uh, yeah, Bill C-234 is the number, I believe. And, no, it was, a, it was a good presentation and good back and forth afterwards with uh, a que- questioning from some of the committee members. And, and uh, you know, really the Ag Committee is uh, looking at this, and uh, we're sure hoping that it will continue now. It's going to come out of committee later on, uh, before Christmas anyway, and uh, we're hoping that uh, it gets passage through Parliament and then on to the Senate and and uh, gets royal assent. It's important for uh, not only producers that uh, use propane and natural gas for grain drying, but certainly for our livestock industry that uh, use, uses uh, natural gas and propane to uh, to heat barns and with the winter coming up and so on, it's pretty important that this bill goes through. And and uh, it looks like, you know, from what we've seen at the committee level and so on, that the uh, NDP and, and Block are in favor of uh, this as well. So hopefully we're going to see it passed and, and get through Parliament and on, and on to the Senate. A food survey this week said some Canadians are cutting back on food purchases and suffering. And what are your thoughts there? Well, it's a tight economy and, and uh, a lot of people are overextended, be it on mortgage payments or car payments. And, uh, you know, we've been in a low interest rate atmosphere for a long time and environment, I guess, is the, the word they use. But, yeah, it's difficult. Times are tight and uh, a lot of the urban areas in Canada, people are really feeling a pinch. And uh, as well as, as here in, you know, province of Saskatchewan has record food bank use as well. So food inflation is real and, the, you know, the... Some of the things we heard in Ottawa, the, the Parliament is, is going to have an investigation as to, uh, I think the word's been called greedflation as far as uh, grocery pricing goes. And, and you know, I think they'll be uh, looking at what goes on at the retailer level and as well for suppliers and so on as well. We're hoping to uh, see that go through the Ag Committee and uh, it's very timely and, and it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Todd Lewis farms at Gray, southeast of Regina, and is vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Time now for Real Agriculture.
Adventure with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Joining me now, Ann Wasco with the Beef Market Update. How are you, Ann? Happy Halloween. Yeah. All right. Let's talk markets. We'll start as uh, as we tend to down in the U.S. Uh, what did we learn this week? Well, markets are still very solid and strong again this week. So that's, you know, some great news coming out of the U.S. Um, in the south, and that's Texas and Kansas when we talk about that. that's They were up another $2 this week to 150 And in the north, kind of the Nebraska region, 151 to 153 live and 238 to 240 dress. So that's also steady to 2 bucks higher than a week ago. So great trend um, there. The cutout, that choice cutout, the wholesale price that we watch, um, closed last night at 262.5, and that is nine bucks uh, higher than a week ago. And if you go back and just uh, let's flip a few weeks back to the end of September, uh, we're now $16.5 higher than a month ago. So that dismal kind of beef market that kind of drug things down through September, which we talked about was normal, mm-hmm. um, has turned and turned nicely. And of course, what happens uh, kind of mid to late October in the U.S., holiday features really kick into gear. Um, and the, the, the prime um, cuts, especially in terms of the middle meats and specifically the rib, really are, uh, you know, a key feature item through U.S. Thanksgiving and the Christmas and New Year's holiday season. And that's really, those features are kicking into gear and prices are, are moving higher. So that's, that's what's driving the cutout. And that's what's certainly helping to drive cattle prices. Let's move on and talk about maybe not the most exciting news, what happened in Canada mm. on fed cattle prices. And this week, Alberta market still traded at 302 delivered drafts. So that's steady with last week. But Lindsay, you know, like we've talked, unfortunately, for way too long, the local Fed market continues to be probably one of the most disappointing in terms of the relationship to the U.S. price. Mm. So I just told you U.S. prices were two bucks higher this week, U.S., and they were higher last week. And our market's just really struggling to get out from these heavy carcasses, um, you know, stubbornly heavy is kind of the word I'd use, 972 pounds again last week on our mm. steer carcass weight. That's 21 pounds over last year and 38 pounds over the five-year average. So those big, heavy cattle, until we get them truly cleaned up and out of the out of the system, if you will, or the pipeline, we can't really join in with, you know, the good news that we're talking about with these higher prices and, and more current cattle feeders in the U.S. than here in Western Canada. So is there a guess as to what that timeline looks like to make for all those? Well, I, yeah, if, any, <laughs> if anybody was listening to me and Sean talk last month, um, it should have happened by now. Right. So, you know, this, unfortunately, when we get behind in, in our marketings and the slaughter rate slows down, um, it always takes longer to clean up than you, than you want to, than you want to think or believe. And that's exactly what's happening. So, uh, I guess a month ago I said that it would have been cleaned up by now. And here we still sit in, mm. in some, in some big trouble in terms of big cattle around us. So, 
another month, maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I hate to put a, a number to it because we, we just have to get through the cattle. And we mean, it means we need to see slaughter rates stay aggressive and, and cattle feeders uh, can, and they're moving the cattle. It's just that that's all they can move right now. Right. So just have to maintain that sort of rate yeah, exactly. uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, it is late October. Where do we sit on the calf run as far as numbers, prices? Well, it's been a busy October for sure. Price-wise, um, you know, current prices, and I'll use 550-weight uh, steer calves in Alberta kind of as, as a barometer here, but 25% higher than a year ago. You know, so at the end of October last year, the average can tax price was to kind of 210 and uh, we're running around 265 today. So big change, you know, that's been, you know, the good news in terms of prices vis-a-vis last year. Auction market volumes uh, all through October were running above the five-year average. Didn't quite hit some of the marks from last year, but last year was so impacted by the drought and we mm-hmm. such, saw such large volumes trading. So still, compared to the five-year average, it's been a very busy um, October. Typically, when you look at history, when does the fall run peak? It's usually late October, i.e. now, or the very beginning of November. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, increasing cloudiness, although it's pretty cloudy right now. The high 10 degrees, 30% chance of showers tonight. Wind up to 15 kilometers per hour, the low minus 2. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high plus 1, the high 10, pardon me, the low plus 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 8 40% chance of rain, showers, or flurries, the low minus 6. Thursday, cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny, the high plus 7, the low 0. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4, the low minus 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5. Normal high for this date is 4 degrees, the normal low minus 7. The sun rose at 747 this morning. It sets at 537 tonight. And currently... The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in the southwest corner at Val Marie at 13 degrees. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, at minus 10. Estevan is 11, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 5, Weyburn 9, Yorkton is 8. Regina is cloudy and 6, that's 42 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 9. Humidity is 68%, the barometer is rising 100.8. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 2, it's 7 degrees, winds are from the west at 8. Once again, Regina cloudy and 6, that's 42 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. 
experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The first ever Canadian Farmer Sentiment Index suggests there's short-term optimism tempered by longer-term concerns. The company Real Agri-Studies is a collaboration between Agri-Studies based in Guelph, Ontario, and the media company Real Agriculture. About 3,000 farms across the country have agreed to enter information into the database so they can participate in the nationwide survey. Over 900 farmers and ranchers answered last month's survey, which contained a series of questions. Each producer will then get access to the numbers so they can see how their responses stack up with their counterparts. Justin Funk is the managing partner of AgriStudies. He explains how the sentiment index works and a few of the results. We look at 100 as being neutral. So in the first question, how does the farmer feel about the current financial situation on the farm? There's a positive index of 108. So what that means is that farmers are pretty happy with how they feel about the current state of finances on the farm. But when we look to the future, that number dips below the 100 line to 74. And so that tells us that farmers are concerned about the future when it comes to the financial situation on their farm. Funk says there are some other interesting results. You know, I think it's interesting. Grain markets have been strong, but what we know is that the cost of production has increased. And I think that that notion is really driving farmer sentiment towards the future. I think they're very concerned about what's going to happen with, you know, what you might consider some of the uncontrollables. And that's referenced in the next set of questions that focus on confidence in the ag economy and the industry. There's negative sentiment there too. There's cause for concern. Farmers are not as optimistic as you might want them to be. And and again, I think that there's probably some good reason for that. You look at that story as it unfolds. And then the next question is willingness to make investments in the farm. We see that number dip to 58.8. And so that's telling us that with everything going on around us, farmers do not consider now a good time to be making those investments. And and that could have implications to the rest of the industry now and, and into the future. Funk says the results of the first index will serve as a starting point to compare against future surveys. The next one will be conducted in November. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The 33rd Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton opens on Wednesday. One of the major events goes Wednesday night. The Ag Appreciation Evening starts at 7 o'clock, and Dave Nussbaumer is bringing in two guest speakers. From Synergy Ag, Dave Fuller, the COO, and Craig Moorhead, who's the Director of Procurement. And my understanding is he's very knowledgeable with respect to where the raw products come from around the world and has a lot of insight into uh, what's going to happen here in the next year with respect to uh, crop input uh, distribution and availability. Nuss Bomber says the Ag Appreciation Evening is open to the public. You know what, this is a farmer event and it's it's a free event. Uh, everyone's invited and you can certainly uh, grab some friends or neighbours and and head on up to the Gallagher Centre. Uh, I think it starts at 6.30 is happy hour and the speakers start speaking around 7.30 upstairs in the convention room there. So it'll be, a, I'm hoping, you know, we get 100, 150 people out like we did last year. He expects the Synergy Ag message to be very timely considering world events. I think the information is perfectly timed. Um, 
we're living in a world with su- supply demand issues and uh, as an agriculture producer I think you know you have to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on so this is a, a perfect uh, perfect timing event for uh, egg producers to keep on top of it. And Nussbaumer believes farmers will be in a lot better mood this year compared to last year. We had a heck of a drought and we had uh, COVID issues uh, that restricted some people from coming to the event and this year we've had a I would call a good crop, very good crop, and uh, less restrictions. So I'm hoping that everyone's in good good humor. The annual Ag Appreciation Evening will be held Wednesday night in conjunction with the 33rd Annual Harvest Showdown. Applications for the 2023 Agriculture Student Scholarship Program are now being accepted. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the theme this year is farming and the environment. Applicants of the scholarship are encouraged to explore the idea of environmental sustainability within farming and the importance of public perception on modern farming. Applicants should focus on progressive environmental farm practices and the importance of relaying the message to enhance public trust in the industry. Students can submit a creative three-minute video or 1,000-word essay on farming and the environment. Scholarships will be awarded. One winning scholarship, $4,000. Three runner-up scholarships of $2,000 will be awarded. Deadline to apply is March 1st of next year. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain markets were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained $17.40 at $863.92. Oats rose $15 at $275.32. Number one red spring wheat went up $14.38 at $441.11. The rest all unchanged. Durham $491.52. Feed barley $367.87. Chickpeas $925.95. Flax $752.98. Lentils $768.50. Yellow peas $469.08. And feed wheat, 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December rose 17 and a quarter cents at 962 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report from Heartland and Swiftcart for the end of October the 29th. We had 6,600 calves on offer. All class of cows sold, sold strong to $2 to $3 lower. With large volume of cows to be marketed. <coughs> Good calves sold steady to strong with lots of orders on the market. Here are the quotations. Cows, D1 and 2 cows were 90 to a dollar. High yielding cows, 105. D3 cows, 75 to 90. Turbos, 125 to 145. Medium, 90 to $1.10. Steers, 3 to 400 pounds, $3 to 365. 4 to 500 pounds, 295 to 345. 5 to 600 pounds, 275 to 277 and a half. 6 to 700 pounds, 220 to 260. 700 pounds, 225 to 262, 8 to 900 pounds, 220 to 240. Heifers, 3 to 400 pounds, were $2 to 250. 4 to 500 pounds, 195 to 240. 5 to 600 pounds, $2 to 235. 600 pounds, 190 to 210. 
7,800 pounds, $175 to $2. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. Good day and good marketing. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 227.14 per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. Stocks fell on Wall Street today, but with one day left in October, major indexes are still headed for big gains for the month. Investors this week will be watching for another extra-large interest rate increase from the Federal Reserve, part of the central bank's fight against inflation, and the government's monthly report on the job market. The S&P 500 slipped 0.3% this morning, but is still on track for its biggest monthly gain since July. The Dow is headed for its biggest monthly gain since at least 1987. Alberta's new United Conservative Premier may be preparing to bring in a program to use billions of dollars in taxpayer-funded royalty breaks to subsidize energy companies to do what they're supposed to do and clean up old wells. The so-called R-Star proposal, developed by an industry group, has been criticized by legal experts, energy economists, and the province's own internal analysts. But for more than a year, Danielle Smith and Energy Minister Peter Guthrie have been outspoken advocates for R-Star, which would enable companies to claim reclamation spending against revenues to reduce royalties. University of Alberta energy economist Andrew Leach says it could cost Albertans $5 billion in lost royalties without making much of a dent in Alberta's stockpile of 170,000 inactive wells. New Democrat energy critic Kathleen Ganley says the program is a complete reversal of the principle that the polluter pays for cleanup. On the markets, the TSX is down 27 points to 19,443. The Dow has dropped 152 points to 32,708. Oil has fallen $1.24 at $86.66 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.30 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.